Have you ever heard of an armchair quarterback? It means someone has an opinion but doesn't necessarily participate in the sport. But it also means that they care enough about the sport to discuss it and try to make it better. In our basketball world, we call this cardboard box seats. We see the game from afar like true fans, but we always show up with the same intensity as if we were at the games ourselves. We don't have the money or the connections like the other talking heads on TV, but we do have some ideas which might seem too out there, and honestly, we've got opinions which might change. Either way, we have fun, so come and watch the game with us from our cardboard box seats. Thank you for calling WGAB. You're caller number one. You have a question. What's going on? Hello, yes, I would like to know how many uh, how many minutes until the NBA season starts. Well, I have the answer for you. That's going to be 60,480 minutes. And live from South Carolina, it's Cardboard Box Seats. What's up, guys? What's going on, Nick? Not much, Carl. I mean, Gabe. Oh, I mean, Carl. Okay, that's, that's cool. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, my first name is Carl. It's my alter ego on Twitter. I have a burner account. Carl, that's it. Shout out, Katie. <laughs> that's right. I'm a snake like KD. Ooh. Um, but yeah, so we we did the math. It was a lot of hard work, honestly. And countdown to October 17th, first regular season NBA basketball game, six weeks away, 42 days away, or, as you already heard, 60,480 minutes. Well, it might be more like 60,479 now. I think we're about a minute in. You know what? I think that's right. So should, do you want to redo the whole thing now? Nah, we'll just keep Okay, okay, good. It's going to be hard to compete with time, TBH. Yeah, that, that's true. So we got a lot of interesting uh, topics today. Let me go ahead and run down some of the, the things that we're going to talk about. Starting off, we'll probably talk about the Laker drama. Isn't there always drama with the There's Lakers? There's always drama with the Lakers. Current, current Lakers, future Lakers, past Lakers, you name it, they got drama. We're also going to talk about Team USA, how they're doing in the old FIBA, and how you can watch those and what days you can watch those on them. And then we're also going to talk about the Warriors' new Chase Center Stadium. Holy cow, that is a mouthful. But there's a lot of interesting things in that stadium that we're going to let y'all know about. We're also going to talk about the new uniforms of the year. Teams are starting to drop a lot of new uniforms, specifically the Jazz, the Cavaliers, and the Thunder, and the Warriors. And then finally, for the main event, we're finally going to talk about our quote-unquote way-too-early playoff predictions which will probably change next week for me at least um so i'm locking mine in right now i'm taking okay i'll lock lock them in lock them in for a week no i'm serious i'm confident i am confident this is your final answer this is what you're going for all season all season i am confident that the pelicans are going to win the nba championship wow i knew you were a bandwagon fan yikes big yikes in fact so you're not a bandwagon fan um no i leave that to you thank you you're welcome so let's talk about this laker drama Nick, you called it. You called it last episode. You said, you know what? I think the Lakers, I think they should sign Dwight Howard. Yeah. And I was like, Nick, why are you being so silly? And then one day later, you messaged me and said, ha, you owe me five, you owe me $10. $10. (laughs) And there was, $10 was not paid to you. So. Nope. Still waiting on that. Well, you didn't, you didn't make a bet. You, You can't just say you were right and then expect money. I thought that's how it worked. This is America. I want it now. But yeah, so called it. Called it. That'll be $10. I'm not giving you $10. Okay. But, TBD. I mean, pretty much the Lakers are giving Dwight 
Howard ten dollars to play. Yeah, it's a pretty minute amount that he's getting paid uh, each each game. Yeah, it's pretty much each day that he is on the team, he's getting somewhere around fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. But doesn't he have to be a starter to get that, or is he still getting it regardless? He has to be on the roster. So that means if he's injured. He does not get that money. If he, for whatever reason, they put him on the G League, he does not get that money. I doubt they'd put him on the G League, but that's just another scenario that would get him yeah. off of the roster. So I saw some things that Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee are actually going to have to battle it out for that starting position. So it'll be interesting to see who makes it on top. Honestly, yeah. So what you're getting from JaVel is a lot of defense, a lot of rebounds. And in some way, you're getting almost the same from Dwight Howard. I think... For my opinion, obviously I'd go with McGee. I think he's he's honestly the better player. Um, they're both about the same age. Obviously, one has had a little bit more, quote-unquote, practice in the NBA just because he hasn't been injured as much. He's been playing more uh, more regular season games, more playoff games, stuff like that, that being JaVale McGee. Um, and then you have Dwight Howard, who's coming off a butt injury. A butt injury, yeah. Um, and he, he wasn't really playing a whole lot. And he was bouncing around a lot. So I think mentally it'll probably help McGee just being with the Lakers for last year and not having to been, not having to be traded around as much as Dwight was. Um, he's gonna, I feel like he's really going to have to focus to get that. And I think he will. I, I think he's shown the Lakers, especially in, in the talks to get to where he is now with the Lakers front office, that he's ready and he's committed. But he still has to, to show he's ready. And that's definitely going to come out when him and McGee go at it. Oh, yeah. I think they should play one-on-one for it. Yeah, I agree. Shoot some threes. <laughs> Shoot some threes. Because that's that's what they're best at. Psych! He also picked number 39 as his jersey yeah. number. First player in Lakers franchise history to wear number 39. And another interesting fact is he becomes the sixth player in NBA history to ever wear number 39. That's kind of weird. Why do you think they don't like the number 39? I don't know. Everyone's too busy picking number 23. That's true. Never thought about it like that. 23? Yeah. Dang. Maybe that was the only number that they had left on the, the Lakers since they've been having a, a kind of a high turnaround of their players. <laughs> yeah, and they retire so many numbers out here, retiring two numbers for one player. Might as well. Why not? You get a number. You get a number. <laughs> you get a number. So s- sticking with the Lakers, we got some uh, drama, of course, with uh, good old Kobe and Shaq. I feel like they always like to go at it. Um, they've been dubbed the term frenemies because of it they do have a a a very interesting relationship it's it's love then it's hate then it's love hate then it's hate love and then you don't know who to believe in what's going on but we're gonna try and make a explain the most recent of their spats yeah so this happened after kobe bryant um had an interview he pretty much said he would have 12 rings if Shaq hadn't gotten off his butt and uh gotten in shape and gone to the gym and uh, Shaq replied, he's like, uh, you would have had 12 rings if you passed the ball, especially in that finals game against the Pistons. Hashtag facts. Dang, shots fired. Got him. But this isn't new. Kobe has always criticized Shaq for his his lack of drive um, to get into the gym and to work out, while Kobe has always been kind of like that epitome of like, oh my gosh, he wakes up at 3 a.m. and stays in the gym until 3 a.m. and then he sleeps in the half seconds between... 3 a.m. of the previous day and 3 a.m. the next day. It's just ridiculous what they say. Yeah, but it's not like uh, Shaq, Shaq will say it firsthand. He's like, practice at 12. I'm getting there at 11.45. He's like, I'm not going to be there hours before. So Right. Well, that's that's just two different kind of ideas, mentalities about, about practice. 
whether one of them is better. I mean, we are talking about practice, so. I mean. We're not talking about the game. That's true. We're talking about practice. Yeah. And then with Shaq's reply, um, which was done in the comment section of this interview, quote, you would have had 12 if you passed the ball, uh, especially in the finals against the Pistons, hashtag, hashtag facts. Yeah, he's all, Kobe has always been criticized for not passing the ball. So we're just kind of rehashing the, the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, it's pretty much being a dead horse with these two. They they just go at it. And when they go at it, it's the same thing. So Yeah. But Kobe had to uh, dig himself out of a little hole and said, don't be confused. Shaq is still the MDE, most dominant ever, which Kobe has called Shaq multiple times after they've hugged and made up. So Kobe said, there's no beef with Shaq and I. Most media want, want to see it, but it ain't going to happen. Ain't nothing but love. And we too old to beef anyway. Hashtag three Pete. And then Shaq replies, it's all good, bro. When I saw the interview, I thought you were talking about Dwight. Is that how you spell his name? Lol. So for lol. Lol. Um, so he, he spelled Dwight. He's talking about Dwight Howard here. He spelled his name terribly incorrect. In fact, I believe, is that the way they spell it in the office? Um, no. That's how they spell Dwight normal in the office, but maybe was that when they called uh, Dwight Dwight oh, or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. in the screenplay? <laughs> That's right. Threat level midnight. Threat level midnight. But yeah, all that to say, talking about Dwight here, misspelling his name, identity theft is not a joke. Seriously. Millions of families suffer every year. Oh yeah, millions. Yeah, Kobe replied, bruh. 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 A couple of emojis too. So The thing is, uh, Kobe... He was also a teammate with with uh, Dwight when he was back on the Lakers the first time, when Dwight was on the Lakers the first time. And Kobe also said then that the media wanted to see a battle between the two of them, but it never happened. But they would always fight on the court. And then when Dwight went to the Rockets after that, there would be a couple fights when they would play each other, the Lakers and the Rockets. So, And then the thing between Dwight and uh, Shaq goes back to when Dwight Howard was on the Magic. He called himself Superman during that dunk doing that dunk contest and mm-hmm. that was Shaq's name when he was at at Orlando so kind of goes back and forth so I think that that ties in the whole frenemies thing that they can make fun of Dwight Howard or Dwight Howard whenever whenever they get the chance that's true Dwight will always bring them together yeah what do you what do you think do you think do you think Dwight can kind of dig himself out of the out of his hole um I do want to mention this as soon as kind of this whole comment section twitter beef was happening between kobe and shaq and then they called out dwight howard he then proceeded to get on instagram and kind of do a live uh, instagram about how he's working in the gym and making shots dwight did this stuff like yeah Dwight Howard did that. wow crazy i thought that was interesting um how he's not maybe he's not in the comment section per se but he's he's in the gym yeah working out as he should this might be his last year so he's probably trying to make it count you think it'll be his last year i think it's coming up I think he probably wants to end on a high and not have to go to like a smaller league or go to like outside of the country and play. So I think he'll try and try and make it count this last year and then possibly retire. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries in the past, so he might just pull an Andrew Luck and retire really quick in the middle of the preseason. So, Dude, too soon. Are you kidding me right now? Way too soon. Sorry. It's been a week. Do you you want to talk about that? No, no. This is a basketball podcast. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Hashtag good luck, Andrew Luck. That's all. That's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. Yeah, I think I think he definitely he definitely wants to end on a high note, but he's got to realize that the market that he's in right now it's 
it's not that good for him because he was like one of three centers maybe that was left out that were left in free agency and he was he was a a very dominant center for a long period of time but it's kind of just the injuries and almost his attitude on and off the court that kind of just brought his quote-unquote value down but yeah I I mean I always liked Dwight Howard uh, when he was on the magic at least then he moved 20 times so yeah he did his world tour of all the NBA teams so he's close I guess just has to do the jazz I mean, he's, it hurts him when he's going to other team, the same team twice now. So Yeah. Hey, sometimes you need that. Yeah. Got to reset mentally and then ask for a trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two games in. I would like to go to the Clippers, yeah. please. <laughs> I just, just want to move down the street just, just a little bit. Like same arena, but just different team. <laughs> That's funny. All right. You want to talk about Team USA next? Yeah, sure. I woke up to a bombshell earlier this week. And it was that Team USA lost for the first time in 78 games. Madness. Madness. Down under. And who did they lose to? Australia. Yeah, crazy. 78 winning game streak that dated back to the 2006 World Championship. It's pretty wild. And then, I mean, this is the first time that Australia has beaten the U.S. team ever. Ever. And yeah, it was a small margin. It was 98 to 94, so Technically, Australia only won by four. It wasn't a huge blowout or anything. And L's an L. Yep. Hey, I agree. You're right. I'm just saying. Like, I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. Um, I like Team USA. You can you can support other countries. I, hey, I'm proud to be an American, so. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. But yeah, it was the first international defeat for a roster of American NBA players in almost 13 years, snapping a 78-game win streak that dated back to the 2006 World Championship. Wild. Yeah, that's pretty so, insane. Nick, I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, so I'm gonna give you the players on the on the Team USA FIBA team, and I want you to tell me what professional basketball team they're on. Okay. And I want you to answer as quick as possible. I've never heard of half these players, so. I'm so this just... is gonna be really fun. Okay. You're you're really you're really building your credentials when you say stuff like that. That's great. Okay. Let's go. I'm ready. Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker. Okay, one for one. Donovan Mitchell. Jazz. Two for two. Chris Middleton. Bucks. Three for three. Harrison Barnes. It's with the Kings. Ooh, you hesitated. I had to think. He's moved, He's also moved around a lot, so it took me That's a second true. to remember. That is true. Jason Tatum. Celtics. Jalen Brown. Celtics. Marcus Smart. Celtics. Okay, so we have the Celtics starting five so far. <laughs> Brooke Lopez. Brock Lopez? Brock Barack Lopez. <laughs> it's Brooke. Oh, Bucks. Miles Turner. Pacers. Oh, nice. Joe Harris. I have no idea. You got to guess. Nets. There you go. Way to go. Derek White. Hawks. No. You could have you could have finished out really really strong. Mason Plumley. Nuggets. There you go. Nice. So Derek White, he's he's on the Spurs. Spurs, okay. That was pretty good though. Thank you, sir. When I initially looked at this list, I was like, dang, I gotta I mean I too hesitated in like Joe Harris, Derek White, even Mason Plumley for me. But yeah, so that goes to say that there's not a lot of big names on this team. Kimba I mean, Walker's the only all star from last year. Now that that is whoa, 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 Chris Middleton was an all star, right? I don't think so. Oh, he he was he was voted, but he wasn't yeah. selected. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 
but yeah, there's not a lot of big big names on this team, and this is something we've talked about before on the podcast, and we're not going to rehash it. But I mean, yeah, that that kind of hurts their their quote unquote credentials outside against the other teams and stuff like that. Especially because a lot of the other teams, like the Australian team, has played together for many years. A team from Spain has played together for many years, but this is like a team of pretty much a bunch of random players, and they haven't built that chemistry up to win and and know how each other play i mean they're normally just competing against each other so i mean they have some idea but the team chemistry is something completely different so that they're kind of lacking that compared to a lot of the other teams yeah for sure for sure it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they do yeah. and then K- kyle kuzma he was Lakers. he was actually yeah yeah you got it yeah but he's not he's actually not on the team anymore he was actually sent home with a left ankle injury and that was during the uh during the loss to australia that he Mm -hmm. suffered that and something crazy um the fiba rules do not allow any replacements so if someone gets injured during the tournament like and they're not able to play anymore they're out dang yeah so you can't fill that roster spot no wow that is wild yeah that is absolutely wild can we talk about uh something else can we talk about the australian love for brock lopez we can if you say his name right brooke lopez (laughs) I said it on. I said it like that on purpose. Did you though? Brooke Lopez. Okay. Now that now that I've called you out three times, I just wanted to take it back to the first podcast. You know, okay. gotta remember our roots. Oh right. Okay. Sorry. So talk about Barack Lopez. Okay. Good old Brooke Lopez. Um, for some reason, the Australian fans love him. Um, during most of the preseason games are played in Australia. Um, or, or at least the ones against the U.S. and, and Team Australia. And the last five minutes. Um, all the fans were, were chanting MVP chance at Lopez and wanting him to come back in the game because Coach uh, Pop put him out for the for the rest of the game. So much so that he put him back in the game to finish out the last minute. He's getting <laughs> MVP funny. chance. Crazy. Hey, Splash Mountain, that's his name. Really? Yeah. Oh. He's a center that can shoot threes. That's his name. Yeah. Maybe they just like that name. I don't know. He recently, or rather the, the Bucks organization recently posted on Instagram, him with like a, a crocodile Dundee hat from the outback. <laughs> Their caption was something like, the prime minister of Australia has a new souvenir or something like that. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. Oh, man. So, Nick, why don't you go ahead and talk about the history of Team USA and how they've been doing in the, the tournament so far? All right, so um, they are the reigning champs from both 2010 and 2014. So they are attempting to become the first team ever in the 69 years history of the tournament to win a three-peat. So attempting, hashtag three-peat, but with with the chemistry as low as it is this year on the team, it's and, and already losing one game in the preseason, quote-unquote, for the tournament, it's not looking too good, but I, I guess we'll see. They said... Um, ESPN said a couple of things that Spain and Australia are going to be the number one challenges against Team USA. I also heard that the Serbian team is going to be pretty intense to play against as well. Really? Yeah, because you have uh, Jokic from the Nuggets. Yeah. And you have Majelica from the Kings and then Bogdan. Bo- yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, our favorite, Boban. Yeah. So I saw something that uh, Jokic is coming off the bench for uh, Bobby. So. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty wild. Maybe he just doesn't I, want to get injured, limiting his playing oh, time yeah. because of that, but uh, it's true. still pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. And I'm looking at the heights on that team right now. It's ridiculous. The shortest player on their team is 6'8". Man. <laughs> it's wild. I wish I was 6'8". 
dude when you're that when you're that tall i'm speaking from experience when you're that tall it just becomes uncomfortable at that point come on yeah you gotta duck under doorways it's gonna be hard to find clothes aren't you five five um actually five four and a quarter oh sorry so i I wanted to round up for you thank you i appreciate it i just want to be honest with our our listeners even though i'm not being honest in that moment (laughs) i am not five four and a quarter or five four and a half whatever (laughs) can you get your story straight so team usa is gonna be playing in china they're in group e they're gonna be playing games from august 31st to september 15th Um, and those are kind of like that pool play kind of like the fifa style they're gonna play against a bunch of teams in their division first and then they'll go to elimination games so the other teams in their division right now it's the czech republic turkey and japan yep all those games will be on twitch or nba tv i think espn plus oh espn plus too cool um i think for i know on nba tv it's going to be a replay but on twitch it will be live and i'm assuming espn plus will also be live so yeah i think they're all they're all streaming at 8 30 in the morning i think it'd be fun i'm probably going to try and at least catch one of them for sure um hopefully i mean so the whole the whole tournament lasts until the 15th so hopefully the u.s can make it out of the group stage they have to be in the top two of the group to make it out but i think not dogging on the other countries but i think the u.s might have a strong opportunity to make it out of the group stage they kind of do that though because we're ranked number one so they 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 rank it where the number one team and the host team goes against like the, the lighter teams the teams that haven't really been in it before don't have that strong of teams so well i hope we just didn't jinx them We'll see. We'll find out. Guess we'll find out Sunday, uh, September 5th, around 11 o'clock. We should know the results. So There we go. And we'll be sure to talk about it in the next episode as well. Yeah. So we're going to transition into talking about the Warriors' new stadium. So this new Chase Center Stadium, for obviously for the Golden State Warriors, Whoop. they have now moved across. Yeah, you're, you're a Golden State Warriors fan. Go ahead. Celebrate. I'm good. I don't, I don't want to rub in your face. Rub what in? That you lost this last two Oh, weren't you in the middle of a sentence? Don't you need to finish that? Sorry. Yeah, so I was able to read a couple articles on some of these crazy amenities in this place, and I'm going to read some of them off to you. They have the largest Jumbotron. So, Nick, do you want to guess how big it is? Of one side? Just one screen. I'm going to guess 5,000 square feet. Okay, double that. Whoa, seriously? It is 10,000 square feet. This thing is massive that's gonna be like touching the floor while it's still in the air (laughs) they're actually playing on the screen oh like the screen is the floor that's pretty intense it's pretty dope it is pretty wild and there's four of those four jumbotrons yeah all in the middle so there's one for each kind of north south east west of the stadium man so you could get a nosebleed and you could i mean you could still have a great seat it would be comparable to seeing like my small television in my in my living room but you'd get to be watching the Warriors play live. Oh, yeah. From watching a TV, though. Absolutely. So you could pay hundreds of dollars to watch it on the TV at the arena or just pay nothing and watch it at home. It, it's all about the experience. Yeah. We're millennials. It's about the experience. <laughs> anyway, so this place has a wine cellar. It has 37 kind of higher class eateries. And some of these places are franchises, but also some of these are from local vendors to the Bay Area. Oh, man. Yeah, it is pretty wild. So there's also, this is pretty crazy. There are 32 suites that include courtside seats, wine from a personal cellar between the lower bowl, and 
of course, because why not? Why not? A butler to get any requests. So these suites are $2 million per year. Good guy. That is so much money. And out of those 32, 30 have been sold. Already? Already. That's insane. They haven't even played a game yet. Like this. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, well, the the stadium's not even open yet either. That's true. It's pretty crazy. Hey, some people like the Warriors. I like and them, then, but I do not think I will be spending two million dollars on a suite. We could do a GoFundMe. You think people would donate to it? We could let them come to our suite. Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. Order some some food from our from our eateries and drink our wine from our cellars. Yeah. Brought to us by our butler. Yeah, let's do it. Bob the butler. <laughs> Bob the butler. You're going to name him too? It was a movie. <laughs> oh, I think. Sorry. It's okay. Right over my head. Yeah, it's all good. And yeah, so despite despite the, the stadium moving, 70% of last year's season ticket holders have already kind of re-upped for this, this next season. Yeah. So. Yeah, so the season moved from, I mean, the stadium moved from Oakland. Then they're back in San Francisco now, so that's crazy. To, that retention rate. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. But yeah, I was I was looking at some of those pictures. We'll have to post some of them um, on our social media. But it is it is pretty wild. Did you see the one about KD uh, when he was getting a tour? He pointed. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be all the way over there. Thanks for this tour." <laughs> we'll post that one too. Also, did you see in the background of that? It's a there was a banner that said, "No one gets hurt." <laughs> they jinxed it. They jinxed it. He should have. He should have never gone. Yeah. <laughs> Should have never visited in his hard hat. Yeah. Highlight jacket. Warriors jersey. Do you want to talk about the uniforms? Yeah, let's do it. So a lot of the teams are kind of doing like new retro uniforms or throwback uniforms or just new uniforms in general because they didn't like last year's anymore. So the Jazz are doing their classic uh, purple mountain throwback from their 1996 to 2004 seasons. They said on Twitter, this is in celebration of our most successful period in franchise history. We're bringing back the purple and mount- the purple mountain jerseys. So, it's pretty cool. They're pretty they're pretty dope. Like a lot of people have already said they're going to pre-order them. So, like not even not even Jazz oh, fans. Yeah. So, these are some of the coolest and I I do not say this lightly. These are some of the coolest jerseys that I've seen in oh, a yeah. very long time. I, I would order them. Just these like are hanging on the wall. Or something. Oh yeah, they're they're pretty cool. They are. Use it use it as yeah tapestry. You know. <laughs> I I would rank these up there with like the pinstripe Ooh. magic when Shaq and Penny were playing. Yeah, and then uh, kind of those classic Raptors jerseys with the dinosaur on the. Oh front. yeah, the Vince jerseys. Yeah, I'm all I'm all about the vintage jerseys. So on the flip side. Cleveland just dropped their new jerseys, and I think theirs is also a throwback, but it's ugly. Yeah, it is, it is absolutely ugly. They're blue. Yeah, they're not, like, Cleveland's colors are naturally, like, their team colors are, like, a maroon, gold, and black, and really the only color they kept was the the black. And a little bit of the maroon reddish, but yeah. then a bunch of blue just thrown all over. Yeah, half the jersey's blue so they ugly yeah so the thunder dropped dropped some at the beginning of the summer um and and there's a they dropped four jersey releases and one of them being that it's kind of like a in memory of the oklahoma city car bomb so it's it's got the uh memorial like arch on the jersey and it has like the uh the year and everything on it so it's that that one's pretty cool yeah that is pretty cool it's always about kind of 
giving respect to their past and it, it's kind of cool it's i mean it's obviously what the jazz did and what the Cavs did as well with their 50th anniversary but it's it's important to remember where more you where you came from because that's part of your present and future yep it is more than basketball cool. are there any other cool jerseys you think are out there this season past present i think uh okay um i think I'm always a fan of the the pinstripes. I've I've seen a couple of the Magic um, jerseys come back with pinstripes, and then um, the Bulls. Their social media kind of hinted at that as well. Um, but I think it would be fun to see like a a shakeup with the logos. I know they have a lot of fun nights. Like a long time ago, they had nickname night, so all of their nicknames were on the back of their jerseys. So that was fun, and then they have a Hispanic night where everything is in Spanish, and I think that's pretty cool as well. I'd, I'd like to see more themed jerseys. The Chinese New Year have that. Yeah, Chinese. Yeah, that was a cool one too. But there are also some bad ones, like the the camouflage Spurs jersey. That's a big yikes for me. Sorry. No right. thanks. And then I think the Trailblazers just kind of announced their their new jerseys as well and they look they look pretty cool they're they're not they're nothing experimental um it's kind of just the older logo so that'd be fun i think i definitely think a lot of the vintage jerseys are going to come back and i'm i'm a fan the hornets did it last year with their 30th year huge yeah oh yeah they're bringing back their purple jerseys oh that's true yeah yeah it'll be fun exciting year for jerseys unless you're like (laughs) the Cavs. yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right i think i think it's time gabe i think we need to do our way too early playoff predictions all right, Nick, let's do it. All right. You want to go to the east or west first? We're on the east coast, so we'll just we'll start with the east coast. Okay, good call, good call. So we're just doing one through eight rankings for the playoffs, obviously. So who do you got number one? Number one, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. Boo. Why are you booing me? I just I like to disagree with you. So. <laughs> so I think they're going to be the number one team in the east simply because... They added so much more to their team, both in defensive ability and in height. And now, after seeing Ben Simmons shoot for once in his life a jump shot and a three pointer, he's he's making them. So it'll be he it'll made be fun it to see. in practice while no one was around, and we only saw one shot being made. So okay, I don't know why you had to call me out like that. I would just who like, do you have? Who do you have for your number one? We're not talking about it anymore. Okay, I'm done with your disagreeing. Okay, with me. I have the Bucks. The Bucks. Yes. Yeah. So you think Giannis is going to put the team on his back again? Him, Chris Middleton. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be a good year. The, the Lopez brothers. And the Antetokounmpo brothers, yeah, too. That's true. Yeah. It's going to be a good year. Number it's one. It's a good year to be a brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get my brother. We're going to go up there, try and get signed with the Bucks too. There you go. G League. Concessions. <laughs> whatever. Whatever it takes. Whatever, whatever <laughs> it takes. We're all in. Hashtag all in. So you have the Bucks at number one. I have the Bucks at number two because I also think that Giannis is going to have another great year, and he's surrounded by a great cast of supporting supporting players. And yeah, I think I think they'll do well. I think it'll be close between the 76ers and the Bucks, but ultimately it'll be the 76ers kind of taking that number one seat. Okay, we'll see. Number two, I have Celtics. I think with Kyrie gone and Kimba in there and some new additions, there's going to be less drama and more team chemistry, and that's definitely going to help. So I think. I think they'll be able to lock in that number two spot. Gordon Hayward, there's no reason he shouldn't be ready for this year. I know last year his injury was a little concerned and it, it was a slow start for him. But, I mean, having a whole year being healthy, I think I think he'll be good. So 
Yeah. And for him, I think it's more of like a like a mental game for him at this point. So I, I definitely think the Celtics will do well uh, in the regular season. And that's why I have them at number three. I just don't think that they have the manpower, quite frankly, to compete with the 76ers or the Bucks, but they can beat out some of those other teams. Yeah, I, 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 can, I see what you're saying with like the big men and stuff like that with mm-hmm. Giannis and Joel Embiid. So. Yeah, yeah and Al Horford is now on the 76ers and he was on the Celtics. That's true. Who do you have for number three? Number three, I got the 76ers. So just a little little bit down from you, but still I think they're yeah. top three contenders for the East, definitely. I, so. Yeah, I definitely think those, those three teams... Um, and this, I mean, I couldn't have said it any, any better, but it's like, yeah, these, these, it's very interchangeable, um, as far as the seedings and these teams. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. for sure. So number four, we actually had in common and we both said the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Um, I've said multiple times that I'm a fan of the Indiana Pacers and I actually think they could make the Eastern conference finals. And that is, that is definitely a long road for them, but I think it's possible. I think they have a really, really good team and they're very much underrated. Yeah, we'll see. Number five, we also had in common. We both had the Nets. Mm-hmm. Just started copying me at this point. Um, because number six, we both had the Raptors. So okay. we can check the date stamp on this and see who picked theirs first and who copied the other it, person. It was it was me. It was me. Thank you. I, I did it first. No, you copied me. That's that's what you're saying. It was me. No, you, you copied Okay, whatever. So, yeah, both had the Raptors. Raptors lost Kawhi Leonard. It's going to be hard to bounce back from that. But they do have Marcus Hall for the entire year, and they do have um, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry. Drake. I, Drake. Yeah. Put the team on their back. I definitely think it's one of those situations where when you lose one of the best players in the league, you can't help but fall. But, I mean, falling to the number six spot is not a bad fall. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a bad fall, but it's a fall on the list. Yeah. Number seven, I had the Heat. I think uh, Jimmy Buckets will help carry the team. I mean, they, and he has a, a cast that can help support him as well. So, um, and the Heater, they were pretty strong last year, strong contenders too for the East, uh, battling it out for that eight spot. Unfortunately, they didn't make it, but I think they can. I think they'll come back stronger this year. Yep. And then the I have the Pistons at number seven. They kind of barely they snuck in last year in the playoffs, but with kind of the addition of like a an actual point guard. And Derrick Rose, I think that Andre Drummond is going to start kind of elevating his game because he's got a contract somewhere coming up next year. He's a, he could be a free agent. Um, he can either kind of it would it would it would benefit him to kind of improve his his show out this year. Yeah, essentially. But yeah, and then I I also had the Heat at number eight. So I think they're good, but we will see if they are great. Yeah. For me, number eight, I, I was a toss-up between the Magic and the Pistons, e- either of which I think it could make it in. Um, I'm going to just leave that for a tie and let time decide for me. If you had to say right now? If I had to say right now, I would probably say the Pistons and then Magic yeah. at number nine. So I'm going to run through mine real quick, seeding one through eight, 76ers, Bucks, Celtics, Pacers, Nets, Raptors, Pistons, Heat. Then I got Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, Pacers, Nets, Raptors, Heat, Magic Pistons with the Pistons on top. Nice. So yeah, that that is our East way too early playoff prediction. I'm sticking with mine. I think mine's going to be solid. Nick's probably going to switch his to mine to to make them all match. We'll see. We'll we'll see next week. (laughs) 
We'll have an addendum. Um, do a bonus episode. <laughs> bonus episode. Nick changes all of his picks. I just want to be like you, Gabe. Hey, it's all right. Um, moving over to the West Coast, we have a lot of differences. Yeah. I think we generally have the same teams, but they are all very, very differently placed. It's the wild, wild west. It's the wild, wild west. Um, starting off at number one, we both have the Clippers. The more I think about this, the the more I say, are we putting too much hope in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? Vegas has them three and one winning the champ- winning the title. So that's those are really good odds. I think they have the Hornets either ten thousand and one or a hundred thousand and one. So it was it's not not good odds for the hornets but late or for clippers yeah pretty pretty good yeah it's it's a i I think that's kind of weird just because this is a team that half of them have never played together you know what i mean yeah but i mean i think doc will do a a great job and i mean you have that strong core with lou williams and patrick beverly so all two of them that's the core all two that's the core (laughs) and and doc rivers the coach of course so we're set now anti lou oh that's true Ty Lue is now the number one assistant coach. He was, Ty Lue was LeBron's coach when Cleveland won the championship and had that kind of extended playoff run. Uh, I think but, you mean LeBron was Ty's coach when they had that run. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. But yeah, moving down on our list um, for number two, you have the Lakers. Yeah. Okay. I think LA, I mean, they're going to battle it out. It's going to be the battle of LA this this season, so... The Battle of L.A. I like it. Can we can we trademark that? We can try. We tried Vince Carter, that whole, uh, the last dunk, and we're still waiting to hear back, so it might be a while. Darn. Uh, so you have the Lakers. I have the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are a slept-on team. They have a very, very, very strong young core in their entire starting five, pretty much. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch them play. I've considered getting the NBA team pass for the Denver Nuggets because I enjoy watching them so much. Just for the Nuggets? Just for the Nuggets, wow. yeah. So NBA, you can buy like the league pass, so you can watch whatever game playing, or you can buy a team pass, so you get all of that team's games. Thought about doing it for the Hornets, but it's like, wow, do I want to watch every night lose by forty-five? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Should have done it last year. <laughs> yeah, last year would have been fun. Yeah. Looking at number three, I have the Rockets. I think with the two Harden and Westbrook combining, joining forces again, I think they're they're just gonna rain buckets. So it's going to be high scoring, no defense. And you have the Jazz. Yep. I think those jerseys are really going to propel them. That's what it is. You put them to number three because of the jerseys. Just because of the jerseys. Yeah, I think they have some uh, some really good additions this year with Mike Conley. And they needed a point guard, let's be honest. And I think they're, they're definitely kind of up there with the Nuggets, kind of being a, a misunderstood or underappreciated team. I'm excited to watch them for sure. Yeah. Nuggets I actually have at number four. I think, I mean, they, they they had a heck of a playoff run last year. I think they'll be definitely top four, so number four for me. Yep, and then I had the Blazers. I think they did add some important pieces there, to their team, but they also had to give up a couple of very, very influential players. I put them kind of at that middle of the pack. I don't think they kind of, I don't think they can break through to the top three, but they can definitely, they can definitely make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, make it to the playoffs, lose in the first round, so. Classic. Classic Blazers. Classic. And I have them at number five, so. Yeah, perfect. 
Any reason why? Just kind of the same thing that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, middle of the pack, uh, acquiring new players like Whiteside and all that. So mm-hmm. I have the Rockets at number five. You kind of put them higher at number three. But for me, I think when you were talking about that no defense side, and I know you kind of said it in jest, but honestly, I think that's kind of that's going to happen. Um, they do have some some defense, obviously, but for the most part, it's just going to be purely offensive. It's just going to be like, go, 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 shoot a three. Go, 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 go. Make it up. Step back. Step back. Step back. Step back. Travel. Step back. Step back. Travel. <laughs> Spin <laughs> midair. Travel. Step back. So, yeah, I think I know they'll make the playoffs, barring any injuries, of course. But I think they're they're definitely in that middle of the pack for sure. Yeah. Moving down to number six, I have the Lakers. Crazy. Uh, I, number six. Yeah. I When you compare them to all these other teams, though, that's the thing. I mean, below the Blazers is my thing for you. Maybe even the I Jazz. Know. I know, but I think injuries have severely hurt the Lakers, at least the the remaining team members from last year. And that's another thing. They gave up like three-fourths of their team. It was a majority uh, of their team. At one point, they did not have a bench. It was just, it was yeah. just the starting three until they acquired everyone else. It's wild. So I think Anthony Davis will definitely make an impact, but I don't think it will be enough of an impact as a lot of people think. Okay. They also have two former Warriors on the team with JaVel McGee and Quinn Cook. So it'll be interesting to see what they bring to the table since I they have watching. one more championship than Anthony Davis currently. That's true. That That is true. <laughs> Just kind of stick it to him. Yeah. Nice. Got him. Speaking of Warriors, you have the Warriors at... Six. Number six, yeah. I think just all the injuries are, are really going to drop them. And there are a lot of players not choosing to re-sign, just not, not a lot of re-signs in general. So I think they're definitely going to drop. I think D'Angelo will definitely add a lot of scoring with Steph. But until Clay comes back, which they're saying anywhere between Christmas and the All-Star game, it's just going to have to it's gonna have to go full speed ahead after that, which risks further injuring play i think they'll play conservative more this year but still in in reach of the playoffs with the number six seed right and i i kind of thought along the same lines uh was more injury focused and i'm sure the the team is now as well uh, i also put that or i put them at the playoff seed number seven i think they'll barely make the playoffs because the west is just so incredibly strong this year sad day yep. number seven i have the jazz i just think like like we've been talking about this whole time that the west is such a strong strong conference that it's just gonna be hard for such a young team to kind of battle it out because not many of them have playoff experience so and that just adds a different a whole different edge to it so i think it'll be number seven and then rounding out number eight right i got the mavs the mavs I was very close to putting the Mavericks. Um, why, why did you put the Mavericks? With a healthy Porzingis and him and Luca playing well together, and then they got Seth Curry back, I, th- I think they're going to have like a strong, not as much rookie team anymore. So I, oh, think, yeah. I think they'll be pretty solid playing well together. Luca's gotten stronger this season, Porzingis or this offseason, so is Porzingis. So they're mm-hmm. they're getting ready. I think they'll make a push this season. And like I said, I almost put the Mavericks, but I ended up, ultimately debating between the kings and the pelicans and i think the kings will take that spot the kings they are definitely a younger team but i think they have an enormous upside if they can kind of figure out how to play with each other and it'll be it'll be fun to watch for sure they have great chemistry and they they have very very underrated players and with a coach that will actually support them now so that's true talking about luke walton so going down from number one all the way down through eight i have the clippers Nuggets, Jazz, Blazers, Rockets, Lakers, 
Warriors, Kings. And then I got Clippers, Lakers, Rockets, Nuggets, Blazers, Warriors, Jazz, Mavericks. Nice. Like I said, I'm sticking with mine, though. I'll lock in. Final lock answer. Lock it in. Final answer. Let me just edit that. Perfect. Yeah. The Pelicans have been removed, and the Kings are locked into that number eight. So. Oh, man. That's good. Nice. All right, so I'll jump into my fun fact. Well, since we were talking about Shaq earlier, I'm like, oh, what, what's something fun about Shaq? Former NBA star Dr. Shaquille O'Neal, because he does have his doctorate, he currently owns a 10% of all Five Guys Burger restaurants in the U.S. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah, pretty crazy. That is wild. What? Why Five 10%? Guys? Who knows, but yeah, 10% of all Five Guys. Man. He's I actually one of the guys. It's the five sons and then Shaq, so. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest, the fun fact is what I look forward to the most. Oh, that means a Cause, lot. Because you never, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, I appreciate it. Like, that. you kind of gave us two. You said he's a doctor. Sha- Shaquille O'Neal's a doctor as well. That's true. And he was a sheriff when he played for the Heat. He was a sheriff for Miami. That's what? Yeah. How do you know this? Uh, Did you call him? Yeah, we. Got, uh, I'm Shaq's biggest fan, actually. I wrote a book about him. <laughs> wow. Do you do you want ch- a children's wanna... book? Oh, children's book. Got it. It's just those three things <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, anything else you want to say? I think that's it, sir. Yeah. So as always, uh, we really appreciate the ratings on wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're always up to some shenanigans on that, asking for fan opinions and getting roasted. We also have some stickers still to give out, so if you you want a sticker, just shoot us a message. We can uh, mail you one of those. Yeah, I, I've been sticking stickers all over the the southeast. Yeah, it's the only way to do it, just in the southeast. Just in the south. Well, I mean, I, there's there's some in Texas too. Sweet, we're all over. But anyway, that's our episode. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it, and yeah, see you next week. Thanks, guys.